When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, how's it going? This is Matt here from Silver Fortune. So if you only watch or listen to one episode of the Silver Fortune podcast and YouTube channel in the next month, this would be the one to listen to. You know, I hesitate to use the word game changer because I think it's a term that is oftentimes overused. But if what I'm talking about today actually turns out to be true, then I think it absolutely qualifies for that term, a game changer. Now, what I'll be talking about is an article that was published earlier today over on goldmoney.com by the always excellent Alistair McLeod titled, A Whale is Accumulating Silver Futures. And I'll actually be linking it down below in the description. Uh, I, I recommend that you read it and then read it again and, and then again and then again, probably a half dozen times to fully understand the implications of what he's talking about in this article. So basically, it starts off like this. From the data that we get regarding uh, traders' positions in the COMEX markets, from the commitment of traders' reports and whatnot, um, we have information on the net position of the uh, largest eight traders on the COMEX silver futures market, split up into two categories, the largest four and then the next largest four. And, and what we're seeing right now is that the largest four traders as a whole have a record net long position on the COMEX silver market. Record net long. In fact, if you look over the last 13 years, they've only been net long one other time and it was slightly net long and it was like a year or two ago. Otherwise, they're basically always short, right? And then the, the next four largest uh, uh, traders on the COMEX are pretty darn close to a record net short position. And as a whole, they actually trade pretty close to zero. Um, however, over the last you know five or six years, they, they tend to be, uh, and I should say zero, neutral position. They are going a little bit more to the short side, but they're very short right now. And so he, he's basically asking this question, why is why are they so long? And can this be explained by a single entity? Is there a whale in the silver futures market? He comes to the conclusion that yes, there is. So basically, it's it's like this. Uh, if you if you look at just how long the top four are, it it leads one to believe that it's probably just one entity because it'd be unusual for for several traders such as uh, let's say bullion banks or or hedge funds, speculators, uh, processors, etc., producers to have conflicting positions, meaning usually bullion banks are always all short or, or have a similar uh, uh, position in the futures market. Same thing goes for the producers and processors and the merchants and the uh, speculators and whatnot. Um, and that's not a, always true, right? They're, they're, they're going to have different positions, but but especially when it comes to something like bullion banks, which kind of are high up in, on this list of culprits of, of being one of the larger traders in the silver market, they tend to always kind of be in the same position. And with that being said, when we're talking about one single entity, uh, a commercial 
uh, one single entity being the the largest uh, one of the largest traders holding a huge massive net long position in the silver futures market you know what entity usually would come to mind I mean whenever we're talking about the comex and large positions in the first place usually the the bank that comes to mind or the the entity that comes to mind is JP Morgan Chase right they're notorious for managing manipulating whatever you want to call it the price of silver through comex futures. And, and that's a conclusion that Alistair McLeod comes to as well. But wait, there's more. He comes to the conclusion that not only is it J.P. Morgan that is holding this massive net long position. Like I said, the top four traders right now on the COMEX have basically a record net long position. But if we understand that, that the other three of those four largest traders are probably still net short... That means that there is one entity out there that has a long enough position, a large enough long position, that completely swings that whole category, the four largest traders, to a massive net long position, meaning they are massively net long, JP Morgan. But again, there's more. He comes to the conclusion that this is not just JP Morgan, but JP Morgan working on behalf of the People's Bank of China. Now, when I was reading through this article, I, I mean, I kid you not, that that blew my mind. That was the last thing I expected, right? For this one single entity to have a massive position, long position, to be of all uh, entities, the People's Bank of Ch- of China. I mean, that, that blows my mind. Now, this is hardly definite proof, right? And, and it's likely that we may never have have you know, for sure confirmation of this actually being the case. The reason being for that is that, well, understandably so, a lot of the information on the COMEX is private, right? We don't always know what positions these these different entities are holding. We just know that as a whole, certain categories of, of traders, or in this case, the largest four, the largest eight traders, are holding a certain net position, right? But we don't know exactly who falls into that category. But it would make sense, as he explains, for it to be China because of their massive need for silver over the last, you know, 10 plus years. And because using JP Morgan as basically a trader in the COMEX silver futures market, it enables them to manage, aka suppress the price of silver. This works in JP Morgan or in China's favor in both both ways. They have a way to to source their metal through through Glencore, which he mentions in here, um, but but they also have a way to to suppress the price of silver, which is absolutely in China's best interest because of their massive manufacturing uh, uh, base within their country, and and the amount of you know electronics and vehicles and whatnot that are produced in Chinese factories and then exported. Right, if you're going to keep down the price of silver, you're therefore going to keep down the price of these exports, thus helping China out. But as we've seen, in you know, dating back to you know the the spring of 2017, that position is reversing from a short position, a pretty consistent net short position, as we've suspect has been the case for a long time with with J.P. Morgan, where they're basically managing the price, suppressing the price, to a very long position in the silver market. Now, why is that the case? Well, basically, we've seen since March of 2017 that slowly go longer and longer, this this 
whale in the silver market. Now, did it for sure happen then? No, it might have happened in the spring of 2018 or you know early 2018. Could have happened at some other point. But that's a pretty good guess, I think, of when it started. And I think part of the reason for it is that, well, China expects higher silver prices, right? And higher silver prices, if they're not hedged against that through the futures market, can uh, it can cause some damage into their to their export base, basically their their manufacturers, right? Because if it's the PBOC that's sourcing all this silver to to China, then if they can maintain it at a fairly steady price through hedging in the futures market, well, then they can protect the the cost of production for for cell phones and and TVs and and automobiles, etc. Right. But I think that there's more to this, you know, as he points out, you know, it very well could be that China is is hedging not only for that reason, but also because they believe the price of silver is going to go up in the future. Maybe it's because they they know, obviously, that, that People's Bank of China and China as a whole has been importing a ton of gold, which eventually will be reflected in the price of gold, thus driving up the price of gold and, and uh, um, the, eventually, you know, in theory, the price of silver as well. But I also wonder if we can also speculate on some other reasons behind this as well. For example, something that wasn't really covered in this article is not JP Morgan's massive position in the futures market, but their massive COMEX holdings, right? We, he even mentions, you know, for all those people that always say that, you know, it's JP Morgan that, that holds these positions and it's not uh, them trading on somebody else's behalf, you know, what if it is them trading on China's behalf, right? That yes, they've been managing the price for China, but but they're trading on China's behalf, okay? And and then China can source a lot of their silver through something like the LBMA or elsewhere. But but as a whole, managing the price at a low level doesn't matter where China's sourcing it at that point. They can get it at a low level because it's being suppressed on the COMEX market. But but what about that massive hoard of silver that J.P. Morgan has been accumulating since 2011? Right, currently topping, I think, 130 or 140 million ounces. Where does China play into that? Right, we've always wondered: is it J.P. Morgan that holds that, or is it them holding on somebody else's behalf? Well, you know, I'm hardly going to take a, a J.P. Morgan executive at their word. Um, but as he points out, Blythe Masters, who is the, I think, the head of the commodities division of J.P. Morgan, has said in the past that no, and they don't hold a. a, a a directional position, meaning they're not net long or net short. It's just them net long or short for a client. Well, if it's China that they're net short and now massively net long in the futures market, does it also mean that China is their client on the physical market, right? What are the implications of this, right? Um, and so we start to wonder, is this more than just uh, because China needs to source cheap silver? Is it because... Um, China saw this trade war coming. Is it because China has secretly or will start to secretly or publicly stack physical silver in the future and not just gold? I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility, right? We know Russia does it, right? They release pictures of, of their, uh, you know, what you know, the equivalent to their Fort Knox and, and it showed a ton of gold bars, but it also showed a ton of like thousand ounce silver bars, right? What happens if China has been or will in the future do the same? Not just through through J.P. Morgan and their huge holdings of silver, but actually importing it or or uh, um, buying it from from their own uh, domestic producers, 
right? What does that mean for the silver market? I guess the big takeaway from this, though, with all those speculations aside, is that there is a huge whale in the silver futures market. There's a good chance that it's JP Morgan slash the PBOC. And with them being massively net long, um, I, if nothing else, I think that's, that's a positive for silver over the short term to medium term. But also, as Elster points out in this article, that means that there's probably seven other traders, probably commercial banks, that are massively net short, right, on the other side of this, this long trade, not realizing that they could be caught up in a short squeeze in, in the not-too-distant future, um, which, which would certainly be overdue, right? A move up in the price of silver, which then induces a short squeeze because of futures positions, uh, is, is long overdue considering that gold has appreciated so much in the last couple months and silver has barely budged. So, anyways, I, I saw this article as incredibly um, interesting, thought-provoking. Again, there's a bit of speculation here. But I'm on board. I mean, this Alistair McLeod, he's he's no joke. He's no massive conspiracy theorist. I mean, he calls you know he calls what he's talking about a conspiracy theory. But what he's talking about has uh, a, a good amount of of very good reasoning and a fair bit of evidence behind it as well. So if this is true, yes, it could be just China positioning because of their need for silver for industrial purposes and they're hedging against the price of silver rising up. But what if it also has other reasons as well, including using silver as a monetary weapon in this push for de-dollarization and this rapidly escalating trade war with the United States and others. As always, I'd like to thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for watching this video, listening to this podcast, and God bless.